What's up, shooters and troopers? Welcome into 2024. As we enter the second half of the season, things start to ramp up and we get really excited. We're excited that you're here listening to us. We appreciate your support. Uh, the best way that you can continue to support us is follow along on all things that we do on social media, whether that's on Twitter or through the podcast app, Facebook, however you get your information. Um, another way is by mentioning us, tag us, get at us, whatever. If you got some scores, you got some updates, you got a player that you think we need to check out, um, let us know. We're, we'd love to hear from everybody. We like to keep a pulse on what's going on, all things high school basketball, uh, especially with our troopers. We need we need continued help and support from you guys. And so thank you. Thank you very much. And so with that, we start off here with the fellas again, touching on um, all parts and all corners of the states. We talk about some big finishes. We talk about what we're looking forward to. Obviously, we get into the rankings. Who had some big wins here in the last week or two? And then what we're looking forward to this week as the snow moves in and makes things a little more difficult. But uh, moving forward here, we will be meeting with the troopers every Sunday. And so we'll have a new episode each week for you. So hopefully we're not trying to take on too much. But as always, shooters, shoot. Guard me in the paint, I'm an artist See I hustle on the floor, call me Rick Ross See the truth get it, jumping like a tip-off I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle I'm a player, but my game be so official Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Troop I have the Troopers with me We had a busy and big week of high school basketball We're excited to get into it Up in my top corner, coming from Pelodice, I got Doug Doug, welcome, how are things your way tonight? Oh, great. Just coming off a uh, Pella Christian Pella game on Friday night. So packed house down here is fun. Great environment, standing room only. Pella Christian obviously won that game, but uh, it's exciting. Those two uh, get together. It's uh, um, kind of everybody comes out. So, yeah, all good down here. That's always got to be a fun night for everybody in town. Tom, heading up your way. How are things uh, up in your corner of the state? Well, we're just kind of a slow start after Christmas. Uh, not a lot of big games to to kick off the new year but uh, my game of the week probably was yesterday i, I got to see my son's uh, team at elkhorn north uh down in omaha take down the omaha scut uh, skyhawks which was a huge win for their program so uh that was my my big game of the weekend that's awesome that's a great win for them yeah uh, you didn't make your way to the target center then is what you're telling me no because i knew they weren't not serving nachos this weekend so i didn't go yeah it's a good reason Good reason yep. not to make the trip up there. So Larson down Norwalk, uh, taking a little extra time off, right? The Warriors Warriors go this week or not? Happy New Year, everybody. Um, no, no games for the Warriors. They're on like, it's going to be terrible because, you know, snow's coming in Tuesday and uh, we're going on about three and a half weeks. Jeez. So I got to watch some games on online this, uh, this week, which was good. Good to be back at it. And now's where the fun starts. Fun stars. We get uh, rankings going, picking up a little bit. We talked a little bit off air that uh, it's still, still a little early. It'll all work itself out here as we get through it. But uh, also have Tony jumping on with us, just getting out of his 2A uh, rankings meeting. Tony, how are things your way? Things are going very well. Yep. Uh, back into the rankings stuff and fresh off a full day at the uh, first MVC CIML showdown yesterday. So it was a fun day of basketball that we'll talk about here a little bit later. Yeah, that was. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, off the top then, too, uh, Tony added to the list. Got a new gym this week as well. Uh, I believe you were over in Urbandale at DMC. Is that correct? 
Yep, was over there on Thursday night to see them play Earlham. Uh, so Des Moines Christian becomes gym number 107. 107, that's pretty awesome. That uh, Doug, real quick, did I see you down at, were you down at Pleasantville at the old classic down that way? That looks yeah, like a shooter's, shooter's gym. gym. Wouldn't believe uh, they, they played uh, Limbo Sully, so it's just 30 minutes from here, so I wanted to check them out. Um, yeah, I think that used to be one of the largest gyms in the state, maybe. I know they used to host a lot of sub-state games. A unique fact about that gym in Pleasantville, the boards run the opposite way. When they laid the floor, you know, usually they lay the floor going the length of the court. The boards are actually right. laid the opposite way. It's kind of weird looking, um, but just a little tidbit for you. That is interesting. Hmm. That's <laughs> I like it. it, I it think looks I, yeah, Brian all creeped out it, now. Yeah, when I you look that. at it, though, the boards are laid the wrong area. You're like, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. They're laid the wrong way. Um, but just, uh, I don't, I've never seen that before. But I know that's that's uh, that's how they did it in that gym. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I would like that or not. To be honest with you, is what was my biggest thing. And they got the wooden bleachers they, still too, going all the way still up. Still have the wooden bleachers. Yep. Yeah. So wooden, it probably holds right. fifteen hundred people, maybe two thousand. It's a it's a nice sized gym. I wonder if when you do line drills and the lines are growing that way, if it makes it feel shorter. Only you would ask that, Vince. <laughs> Vince is the only one still running line drills. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old school, baby. I guess. Yeah. Well, good. Good deal. We got a lot to talk about. One of the things off the top, we we're talking a little bit about some of these game winners. We had some big games at a lot of games um, come back into things. But uh, a couple that we got tagged on, I know specifically on our Shooters Touch Twitter page, whereas uh, obviously the Waukee Valley uh, 0.5 double overtime, quite the heave there to win that one. Uh, exciting, fun to see the reaction. That one was good uh, Friday night. And then uh, Boyer Valley beat on a 70 footer. Beat, tell me what school this is, guys. M V A O C O U. Maple Valley Anthon Odo Charter Oak Ute. Let's go. They're a staple at top 64, so I know them. Oh, my goodness. I, it was, they're the Rams, right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. They're, there you go. So got beat on a on a seventy footer. That was quite the deal from uh, Boyer Valley to turn and heave that one. And then the Lamar's girls uh, beat MOC on the same type of deal. I believe it's missed. Maybe she made the free throw. Girl ran out, threw it down, threw it back, and girl buried a three at, at the buzzer to win that one for Lamar's. And uh, one thing to note, too, I mean, those the Lamar's girls are having a really nice season as well. I think I got them at 9-2 and two is where they're sitting right now in what is going to be a really interesting 4A class on the girls' side. And, Tom, I'll talk yeah. to you here real briefly about this, too, because that 4A class, you have Clear Creek Amana, who's been a staple down uh, at the well in March on the girls' side here for several years, sitting at 9-0. and 0. Um, Dallas Center Grimes 10 and 1 with the only loss to Johnston, obviously probably the favorite in there. Um, but then you got Bishop Healing. We I know we've talked about those girls a couple times here. They're sitting at 9 and 0 and then this Lamar's team uh that I just mentioned at 9 and 2. And so with those four teams at the top of 4A, the girls uh side of things could be interesting and and Tommy, what do we got? The the Crusaders just keep rolling up there, huh? 
Yeah, Heelan's Heelan's pretty good. Uh, they've the but Lamar's is good, and Lamar's is a senior-dominated team. Uh, Metascov is a really nice player for them. They've they've got they've got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. They've been playing together for a long time, and so I've seen Lamar's a lot. And the Heelan Lamar's girls games are always really fun to watch. Uh, but in a couple weeks, we've got the Heelan girls travel down to uh, DCG for a little oh, Saturday, cool. Saturday, Saturday afternoon game. That's going to be a big one. That's right. That that is that'll be uh that'll be that'll be our game of the week that week. That for sure. That'll be really really interesting to see what happens on there. You know, and I mentioned obviously those two teams kind of towards the top of that. But as you continue to move down, I have Waverly Shellrock, who I know we're going to talk a little bit about on the boys side. There, those girls are sitting at eleven and zero in North Polk, sitting at ten and two. Um, a Marion team at nine and two. Norwalk's obviously still right there at nine and two, and Makokada is at ten and two as well. And so it's something where that four A with with five A kind of already penciled in, we could say four um, A on the girls' side will be a lot of a lot of fun to keep an eye on and see what happens there. And so had to mention that uh, here off the top is that was obviously included in one of the the exciting games and finishes this week. Go ahead, Doug. You look like you're. you're Can we talk about the uh, the hometown Ronnie uh, shot clock operator? (laughs) There's 0.5 left, and he caught it. Took one, two, and then shoots it. Uh, That's that's a late, late, late start on that. But um, heck of a shot. It was cool, but I'm not sure if that's played at Valley. I, I don't think that's. I don't think you count that. Tony, I see you snickering a little bit. Are you in a little bit of a grand stuff that maybe it was a, a long half second? Yeah, we we talked about it. Uh, Jeff Johnson and I watched the the video yesterday at the the shootout, and we both came to the same conclusion that it was a little bit slow trigger there, but heck of a shot by Mason. So not to take anything away from him, just a little questionable. It's hard. It's always one of those things where you know what are, what what's going on. What are we doing here? But um, like you said, nonetheless, just that game and to obviously do it that way at home, double overtime, all the stuff that goes into it uh, had to be a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun for those guys and for everybody, at least for the night, because then they obviously turned around um, on Saturday, and unfortunately, Waukee dropped one. Um, we just talked about it. Who they play? Larson. Kennedy. 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 They played Kennedy. Linmar played Lin- Valley. Linmar played Valley. And so let's jump into that, Tony. I know that you ha- had an opportunity to talk about it a little bit in the intro. How did those uh, games go on Saturday? First things first, pretty clear that the bottom of the CIML is significantly better than the bottom of the MVC uh, with the, the first couple games yesterday. Um, Southeast Polk and Waukee Northwest had no issues against Prairie and Liberty, uh, respectively. Ankeny got a big win. Uh, over Bentendorf, Carson Johnson leads the state in scoring in 4A and had another huge game for the Hawks. Uh, and then in the two headlining games, uh, Valley kind of pulled away from Linmar in the second half. Um, you could kind of tell that both those teams were coming off of tough overtime games the night before. Uh, just kind of a slower-paced game than you'd expect from those teams. Uh, Valley played without Curtis Stinson, um, who was nursing a leg injury from what we were told. Um, but Zay Robinson uh, was impressive in his second game back from his injury. Uh, and then the nightcap, Kennedy beat Waukee by 11. Um, Kennedy is just really impressive again this year, um, especially defensively. They get their hands on on a ball almost every possession, and it's just nothing comes easy. Uh, Cyrus Courtney had 22 to lead 
a really balanced attack from the Cougars who just kind of controlled that game from start to finish. Um, so Kennedy and Valley looked every bit the part of the top two teams in the state, as far as I'm concerned. And then overall as an event, how did, how did you think things went having all those games kind of stacked up attendance? What would you kind of, what was your vibe or your takeaway, I guess, from it? Attendance was a little sparse. Uh, I think I heard that they sold about 1300 tickets throughout the day for seven games. Um, but Overall, it was it was nice to be able to get that much talent in the gym. We had, I believe, 44 players who were ranked within the top 25 of their respective classes over at Prep Hoops Iowa. So it's, it's hard to argue with getting that much talent in one space for me, at least. That's interesting. And then, uh, so staying over on your side, too, as I'm kind of looking through the games on Saturday, uh, obviously your hands were full, but did you get anything on that Marion Xavier matchup with Marion coming out on top? No, we were all, uh, we were all pretty shocked down on press row to see that, that, that score come through. Uh, I know Xavier played a tough one the night before against, uh, Iowa city West. So I don't know if that took it out of them or what, but, um, not surprised to be, to see Marion win that one, but the margin was, was a bit surprising. Yeah. Well, and for Xavier to only score 37 points too. Is a little interesting. And then uh, one other one, too, on there. And anyone, if you heard, but Assumption, Cedar Falls, Assumption getting a good win there. Yeah, that was part of that shootout, actually. They didn't have enough uh, MVC teams uh, to fill it. So so Assumption came over and got a really nice win against Cedar Falls. Um, said it since early in the year that I think Assumption is one of the top two teams in 3A when they're playing well. And yesterday they played really well. Um, really athletic, and their their quick guards kind of gave Cedar Falls guards fits on both ends of the floor. Uh, Navon Shabazz, top-ranked sophomore in the state, had 25 in that win for Assumption. My 3A community guys, are. what are your thoughts on this Assumption team from what you've seen so far? Yeah, I watched them uh, just on film, and kind of same thing that Tony said. I know he had mentioned this earlier in our group text. Maybe it was just a and I have heard this from other committee members, just they're a pretty impressive team. Just uh, it's going to be really fun down the stretch. Uh, you know, you got a couple of the private schools that just are, I think, going to be a little bigger than any of the teams, uh, the the other teams that are at the top of 3A. So uh, should be fun uh, just kind of to see. I, I think Tony kind of said it. I, I think for them, the the thing down the stretch is going to be consistency. Tommy, was it last pod that you told us uh, healing assumption championship? That's what I think. Yeah. And the reason I say that is uh, I like, just like uh, Chris just said, I think in three, a more so than, than in a one, a two, a when teams play up, but I think uh, in three, a, when those teams, when you have three, a teams that are playing some four, a teams, and especially if they're a, a big physical team, when you get down to the state tournament, that strength in that three, a field, if you're a bigger, stronger team with some basketball skills, it really can carry you a long ways in uh, Des Moines. Well, even getting, I mean, to the point of those guys going Friday, Saturday, you know, you start getting to the point where, um, you know, you're playing back-to-back -back days, uh, you know, or a day in between, um, high-level competition. Like, you have to be able to win in different ways. And uh, sometimes that means being just bigger and stronger in a game to be able yeah. to win. So one other one here. Chris Larson, Christian, taking one on the nose on Saturday. Do we know anything on old uh, – who they lose to, Trainer? I, I saw the score, but uh, Trainer's really good. They 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 have a great program. 
Um, I think we we are openly admitting that they're they're playing a little tougher schedule this year, and uh, good for them. We'll see we'll see how it kind of plays out. But they've played a much better schedule this year. Right, they definitely have, and obviously moving up it plays a big part in that and what they're who and where they're going to play. So it'll be fun to fun to keep an eye on them as they move through. Uh, one other one is I'm looking here too at the scores of playing on Saturday. ACGC got a really good win Friday over Madrid. Um, a little bit surprised on that, and then turned around and uh, beat Xyra on Saturday. And so good good weekend uh, for the guys over at uh, ACGC being able to combine two wins over the weekend. They have to feel pretty good about where they're sitting at here and seem to be catching fire a little bit here coming out of the break. And so that's so that's good to see. As we look down the rest of 4A, what have you guys seen, liked, excited about, looking forward to? Northwest Iowa, uh, up this neck of the woods, as you know, we're – I'm going to give the shout out today in 4A. Maybe I, I can't remember if I did last time, but Council Boss TJ is, uh, I think, seven and two, eight and two right now, playing well. Um, uh, we've got uh, Heelan has them on Tuesdays, weather permitting. So I'm interested to see those guys play on Tuesday night and see how how far they've come, so to speak. Uh, you know, the East High, uh, you know, they had a real barn burner of a weekend. Uh, got on the road and traveled and and uh, had a couple tough ones, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out up here. For a basketball in Central Iowa this year is really really good. Um, I, I would say last year I thought it was down just a just a notch with a couple really good you know a couple nice teams, but the depth this year um, is different. Like I think last year we kind of circled big games thinking like oh those are the games and other ones were like I don't know anywhere from fifteen to twenty five points. This year. I think there's seven or eight teams that really can beat each other on any given night coming out of the CIML. And, and I'll throw uh, Norwalk and DCG into that mix, too. So uh, it'll make it fun when a state tournament rolls around. Yeah, it'll, it definitely feels like there's a little, I mean, maybe it, Kennedy, you know, we talked Kennedy Valley, but it feels more parody as you look at that. I mean, you look at something, I mean, even like a Northwest who's what, sitting at five yeah. and six right now. I don't want to play yeah. Northwest. You know, it's like one of those things where, you just there's teams on there that you just don't know what's going to happen, and which makes it fun, makes it interesting. I mean, Urbandale the same way. I mean, there are three. I was going to say Urbandale and Southeast Polk are two teams that jump off the page for me in terms of that. You might be playing, you might be uh, having a two seed and playing them right off the bat uh, in the tournament, and I think they could beat a good team. Yeah, that's a that'd be a no for me. I'm wanting to play somebody like Urbandale or Doug Pleasant Valley. They're going to take the air out of it. You know, they're sitting at six and three. They're going to make you play a different way. I know you mentioned something in our group chat about PV this weekend and putting the clamps down. Okay. How does explain to this to me, coaches? If you're a 4A team, how do you not score at least 30 points a game? I mean, is their defense really that good? I mean, especially with the shot clock. They aim scored 29 points. I know Coach Downs is an incredible coach. He's won state titles, but. And I didn't see the tape, so I, I don't know what happened, but I just saw the score. I'm like, holy moly, they only scored 29 points for the entire game. How does I mean, how does that happen? Well, Doug, you see, shooting. every time you put the ball through the hoop, they put it on the scoreboard. 
And so then it didn't go in the hoop any more than 30 times. Like, so that that's how it happened, I guess. Come on. You're a 418. <laughs> I think they had 11 and a half. Like, how did, I mean, he's got some athletes up there, I'm assuming, but geez, that had to be tough to watch. Well, and Tony, PV's style, they, they sit on it, right? They're going to use the whole 30, right? Yeah, that's how both of those teams like to play, so. Uh, I mean, they were matched up in one of these events last year, too, and it was 33-31. Um, it's not the most entertaining basketball to watch, but you can't really argue with the success that those two programs have had over the years. 24-second shot clock. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah let's, <laughs> let's, just take, let's just be thankful for what we got at this point. Uh, before I move off for a Tony North Scott Dubuque senior, two schools we haven't talked about, how good are they? I think I would probably put them in the top six or seven in the class right now um seniors senior doesn't have like a star player but they go eight or nine deep and they're athletic and long and really like to defend um north scott can can put the ball in the bucket a little bit more than than senior can so but both of those teams are are pretty good and they're very senior heavy both of them so they'll be tough to beat in the playoffs Keep an eye on, see what shakes out for you. It should be a lot of fun. Let's shift over then to 3A as we take a look at this. Um, obviously, probably the big one in 3A, and you guys jump in here and help me out, but obviously Decora getting beat by Waverly Shell Rock, and so that means when rankings come out this week, we'll have a new number one, um, which can't wait to see and hear what the deal is there, but uh, where are we at? So taking a look at um, 3A this week, my two guys on my community, what what do we know and what did we see and like? Well, obviously that was a big uh big win by Waverly Shell Rock. I think they're uh they're flexing flexing some muscle. And so I think that's that's maybe a, a team to really even, you know, not to let any cats out of the bag, but obviously they're showing they're flexing some muscle. You know, I think the other one that that uh, really we talked about a little earlier is assumption. You know, they uh they're going to have that strength of schedule. Uh, a lot of other teams in that mix. Uh, I think there's, um, you know, maybe got to pr- prove a few things. Uh, MOC, for example, is, is a team that strength of schedule is not going to give do them any favors. And, and I think they got a nice team up here in Northwest Iowa. And of course, my Crusaders. I I, uh, I think uh, they're going to put their best basketballs coming still come still to come. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that, uh, Brian. Just uh, I think. Here in Central Iowa, ADM's really starting to separate themselves in the in the Raccoon River. They had a nice twenty point win over Winterset, and uh, I watched them on film, and they look they look strong. Um, I know they they return a core from a really they, they went about five hundred last year, but they were really playing well at the end of the year. Um, a couple other teams, you know, I think Ballard's starting to put together in a kind of a nice resume here. Um, one one game I'm really looking forward to this week. Hopefully, the snow stays away. Um, Nevada plays Clear Lake this week, and um, I think that's kind of a big one. Nevada's got a nice record. If we're just being a hundred percent honest, you know they gotta they gotta step up against a, a little bit better competition. And, and again, that's not their fault. They're they're playing who's on their schedule and who's in their conference. But uh, that Clear Lake game for them, I think, will be a really telling game. They got a good win against Hampton Dumont early in the year, but they kind of need to to get that non conference win. So. Uh, I think they are are interesting, and then and Doug, I don't know if you can talk about. It's kind of the same thing I would say with some South Central Iowa teams in uh, Clark, Vosiola, Knoxville. They they all are, are are starting to separate themselves as the best teams down there, but um, they got to get those wins against uh, 
you know, maybe maybe uh, some of the other league's better teams. Yeah, can you, can we talk about Clark? Actually, I don't know if you guys did talk about him, but they got a kid, Jake Cooley. He's a senior, averages 23 and 12, and five assists a game. 6'5", big kid. But just looking at their stats, I was looking at the stats before we went on here. They are second in points, first in assists, first in rebounds, second in blocks, second in field goals made, second in field goal attempts. So I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing more than uh, Ames is up there. They're actually shooting the ball because you can't score if you don't shoot it. Right, Larson? Shoot, that shoot. is that that is um, is true. I, I In defense of Ames, I think the defense Ames is playing against might be a little tougher than the defense that Clark is facing most nights. I, I got you, but if you look at the stats, I, I think uh, you kind of got to give them a little bit of love in 3A. And I don't, you know, their schedule isn't great. But uh, if you're leading this in 3A and all those stats, you know, I think they got something going on down there. But uh, they have six seniors. It looks like they're led by six seniors and a junior. So they kind of have that going for them. But uh, it be interesting to see how they kind of match up once, uh, you know, gets going a little longer here. Um, and if you guys do. And they did the beat North Pole. They keep winning. Yep, I, I agree. But I think some of those two, though, you can't have – you got to win consistently. They have a loss to Elbia, and that's just, you know, to be be 100% honest with you, that they got to they, they gotta really keep stacking those wins up. Tell me before I jump to you, Larson, what about Ballard? Did you mention anything about Ballard? What have you seen or feel about with them sitting at 7-3? and three? They are they, a uh, good team, and Coach Church does a really good job with them. Um, they they have a couple uh, really good guards on their team, and they they like to spread you out. They shoot it well. Um, I I look forward to. It. I hadn't checked. I'm kind of looking at it right now. I want to see when they play ADM again because I think didn't they play them? Right. Yeah, they played them the second game of the year and got beat by two, and then um, they'll play them again. Yeah, out here on the, on Friday. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. There's a huge game. You know, ADM plays Carroll on Tuesday too, so they actually have a huge week. Big week for ADM. Yeah, that's in, that. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, looks like Ballard. Talk about playing some people. I mean, obviously you mentioned ADM, and then they they'll go play Carroll. Got North Polk in there, but they got your Clark squad too towards the end of the year and the DCG. So shirt, that's good. Shirt, yeah. shirt is going and playing some people, so that'll be uh. That'll be interesting. Um, they beat Norwalk the first game of the year too. Yeah, that good for. I mean, that'll be interesting. That'll be a team that uh, again you line up against in the postseason and make you a little nervous for sure. Uh, yeah. Tommy, to your point, look back. Waverly Shellrock dropped their first two games of the year to right. Xavier and Clear Lake, and been winning ever since. So right. eight and eight and two. Yeah, and they, uh, it, they beat a good, very good Caledonia, Minnesota team that I got to see uh, take down Heelan in right. Sioux City. Um, and so, no, I, I, I think, uh, I think they're, uh, and they, I, rem- I remember playing Nate and his teams. I mean, they're always tough. You yeah. always, think, you know, they're always going to be a tough team at Waverly Shell Rock. Yeah, he does. Nate does an awesome job up there. Tony, how good is Solon? To be determined. They have not really played anybody yet. Um, Long and athletic, like they always are, but but the strength of schedule to date has not been uh, very overwhelming. So take a look at what they've got coming up. Um, I don't think they really get tested anytime soon either. So they're going to be 
rolling up some wins here. So, Tony, if we're looking on your on your side of the state, on the eastern side of the state here, outside of Assumption, then um, where are you going? So then are we back to the, an Xavier Marion type of deal, or who would be in 3A on the east side? Are you thinking kind of two and three? Probably Waverly and Decorah at this point. Um, and Waverly might actually be the best of that bunch right now, honestly. Um, they've got just so many weapons um, who can shoot it shoot like 43, 44% from three and almost 80% from the line. So they ice away close games too. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Nate always has them very well coached and tough. Um, I was not surprised to see them beat Decora, but the margin of victory there was, was a bit of a shock. Uh, yeah. So those are probably two, three, and then you slot Xavier in behind them. Behind them. Good deal. All right. Any, anything else in three A that we haven't, Touched on guys that we need to take a look at. Are we good there? All right, let's jump to two A then. Taking a look at two A. Um, fill me in, Tony. You just got out of the meeting. Any changes, or are we kind of saying as is? What was the week like in two A for us? It was pretty much uh, as is in our meeting. Uh, top five will all stay the same. Uh, so West Lion, Western Christian, Monticello, Hudson. And then uh, Kemper slotting in there at number five. Um, so no change at the top. We had a, a little bit of a shakeup at the bottom. Um, Trainer will slide in there after their big win over Grandview. Uh, Underwood's moving up a few spots. Pella Christian will move up a few spots. But it's it's pretty much the same uh, in 2A for this week. Good deal. Looking, looking around the slates. Tommy, up your way. As for Lincoln Central, have you had a yeah. chance to see those guys yet or know uh, anything about them? Well, what they are, I mean, they've uh, they're down a few guys, but they got a one really, really good stud in Owen Larson, uh, South Dakota State recruit. He's averaging twenty nine a game, almost eleven rebounds a game, five assists. Uh, and uh, we've all seen those teams that you know they might take a lump or two throughout the season, but if you got that one guy, especially if you got the ball in his hands, uh, come tournament time, they can they can make a run. And uh, uh, his dad, Troy Larson, former Morningside. Chief, I think teammate of Dougie Deers, maybe. Yes, sir. And uh yeah, Troy was the longtime coach up at uh Iowa Lakes and uh Owen's having a heck of a year. Anyone else up your way that I we need to touch on? Who else you got, Tommy? Uh well Unity, Unity Christian's having a really nice year. Uh trainer down south is uh, you know, I think one loss right now to the Healing Crusaders in the first game of the year. And I, I think I mentioned weeks ago that I really like that team trainer uh they're, they're always a staple in the state tournament and uh wouldn't surprise me to, again this year to see him down there kemper Doug, what's the deal with uh kemper looks like they're 10 and one yeah they're good they lost the first game of the year to carol and they've won every game since it uh they have a big week this week actually healing comes down to to carol um on saturday so that will be a nice test for them to kind of see where they match up if they can win that, well, and, they, and I see, I think they play Glenwood on Friday, so they'll have back to back. Um, so that'll be a huge game for them uh, to kind of see where they match up. So if they, I think if they can beat well with with Helan, um, that'll that'll tell a lot. Tommy, will you go to that? Uh, I am. We are not doing radio, but I'm I'm going to try to make that over to that game. That's uh, yeah, because that I think that'll be a good one. I think we should put lunch on that. I'll take the nights. Oh, let's do it. You know, sooner or later, though, we actually have to get together as a group and pay these lunches out. Oh, is that how that works? 
<laughs> you know, Tommy loves a lunch too. You can't, uh, you can't go away from that. Uh, Tony, how good's uh, Regina? I see they're nine and two. Have you had a chance to hear or see anything with them yet? Yeah, I saw them play against Burlington Notre Dame on Tuesday night. Um, they've got a couple nice freshmen uh, who are coming through. Um, but I, I think Paul Runquist is just doing a really good job with them. Um, probably succeeding more than what the talent in the program right now should, should be producing. Um, but they've got a bright future with, with some freshmen. And I've heard that they've got a really good eighth grade class coming their way too. So the Regals will be a team to keep an eye on here in the next few years. Yeah. They always seem to have some athletes and. Hey, Brian. Yeah, everyone wants gonna... someone to show up. Yeah. I want to take your job for a second. Tony, if North Lynn's in 2A, where where would they be? Probably top five. Top five? But they're not the team to beat. No. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. They're not, oh, they're yeah. not as big as they have been in pre- a couple previous years. Um, so I think the size would, would wear them down a little bit in 2A as opposed to okay. 1A. Larson, did I did I assign you Osage, or who did I assign Osage to on the last pod? No, Anybody? I think that was Doug. Was it Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm actually had sure that written Doug. down. Does anybody know anything about Osage? I, I don't know one thing about them. We talked about them on the last pod, and I thought I assigned them to somebody. because uh, No, was... I said I knew one of my daughter's soccer oh, that's teammates right. from there. Last time they went to state, he's also, you know, I mean, I had that going for them. They're undefeated still. Well, and if I remember correctly, we looked at their schedule, and they should go undefeated based off of their schedule. So, um, Lake Mills is going to be a tough one. Is that who? It, okay, Lake Mills is the one. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'll be interested to see what uh, happens with Osage. Keep them on there. See what see what happens. Uh, Tony, I guess I was also going to ask you as you were, you were at DMC. What did you think of those guys when you were when you were there this week? They're they're really athletic and tough and physical. Um, they they don't shoot it very well, but their their size and physicality and athleticism is going to wear a lot of teams down. Uh, they got Seton Ingram back uh, on Thursday night. He had missed their first ten games or so of the season. It looks like a knee injury, probably. He had a brace on his knee, um, but having him back in the lineup makes them makes them much more dangerous. And as a team that I wouldn't want to see if I was a two A team come playoff time. Time. Well, sticking with that theme, it's kind of the theme of the night. We keep talking about these scary teams that you want to play and that can show up in the postseason. Larson, do you know anything about this Van Meter team? Um, I know they're sitting at 5-5, five and five, but I think, if I remember correctly, they uh, have been playing a pretty tough schedule in that – I'm not going to completely put you on the spot. I was going to try to pull it up quick. but uh, yeah, I got you, it right here. You got it. What do you know about and, Van Meter? Yeah, so their losses are to Carroll uh, Kemper. Carol Kemper, they lost by one point. They lost by one point to Earlham. They did lose to 12 to Des Moines Christian. Um, ADM, they lost to. And Applington Parkersburg. So you can see those five losses, uh, and not like to, for anybody, but especially for a 2A team right there, that's a, uh, that's a solid five and five right there. Yeah, and a team that has won a lot in a lot of different sports. Exactly. So just some of you, no thank you, uh, come postseason if you see. And they're always really well coached. They do a great job over there uh, with that crew, and they have good athletes. Yeah, and you mentioned AP in that too. What What do you know about AP? They're sitting at 8-3. and three. Um, Obviously, again, another team that uh, just 
continues to find ways to win games and win a lot of games. And so, um, what do you know about AP? Anything there, Larson? Well, and Tony, you may add to some of this, but, uh, you know, I know Aaron's kid's a really good player. Uh, their losses are to Hudson, Bellevue Marquette, and Grundy Center again. So, combined, I think there's like three losses by those teams that they've lost to. So, uh, I uh, I definitely think, and I just know what a good job Aaron does. Uh, they're going to be ready to go down the stretch too. Yeah, and and his kid actually, Gavin, their best player, uh, broke his hand or fractured his hand in that in the first quarter of that Marquette loss. Uh, so oh, really? Been, I didn't know that. So they've been playing without him for a little while now. So that Marquette loss and the Grundy Center loss were both without him. Um, I think Aaron expects him back towards the end of of January. Is what I was okay, told. So he'll be back for postseason time. Well, that'll make a huge difference too. Then one more thing before I move off of two A, Tony, probably lean on you to help me out a little bit with this. But this kid from Jessup, obviously we've all seen the highlights um, and what he is—he's been doing and what he did in that one game with a couple of those dunks. Um, one. Where are we at that they're sitting six and four and two? How good is this kid? Yeah, Jack Miller, for those who don't know the name, uh, he's headed to Upper Iowa next year to play for Brooks McCowan. Um, there's just not a whole lot else around him up at Jessup right now. Um, they've they've had a good run of talent in the last decade or so, but outside of Jack right this year, there's just not much there. So even though he's the focal point of of game plans, he's still putting up huge numbers. Well, and yeah, and what we've seen in the highlights and the athletic ability uh, seems to be off the charts. And sounds like sounds like Brooks went out and found himself another one too to come up and be a peacock. So it'll be interesting to see how that all goes and transitions for him. And so if that's if we're good on two A, then let's uh, let's jump down to one A. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, and with uh, ACGC getting a win on Friday over Madrid. What uh, what else in 1A here? You talked about Northland, obviously kind of, uh, again, the team in 1A that everyone's kind of got their eyes on. What else we got here, guys? Who? What about Remsen? Tommy, where, where are we at with uh, Remsen up your way? I think St. Mary's is down a little bit this year. I mean, they're still, they're still solid. You know, we talked, obviously, South O'Brien. Uh, Kylie H has got the boys playing well. Uh he 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 tells me Lake Mills is is the real deal. They scrimmaged over Christmas, and Kylie says Lake Mills is the deal. And again, uh, I saw North Union play like them, but uh, I think uh, the best way to describe one A basketball up here is is, is solid. Uh, but there's no uh, beauty contest winners. Maybe so we got a bunch of sixes and sevens, or is what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like us guys, we're a bunch of sixes and sevens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. I think you're being generous. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> oh man. Doug, you usually you tend to have a little bit of pulse on this 1A world. What else you got for me? What are you seeing? Um, Kyoto is actually 11 and 0. They're led by Sawyer Stout, coach's kid, Dan Stout's been there for a number of years. Um, but they're 11 and 0. Um, I think a bunch of seniors there too. So that's about as much as I know. Limbo Soli's 11 and 1. Solid team. They kind of got a, a bunch of guys back. They got a six six kid, which in one A, if you have a six six kid, 
Um, that's going to going to take a long way. Clayton Van Dyke is his name. Um, uh, but so they're tough. Um, and they'll, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll lose another game. Maybe, um, North Mahaska is solid around here too. Um, they got to play them again. So that's, uh, that's what I got for you. Coon Rapids Bayard, the Crusaders, yep. they're nine and two. That's what they're, they're kind of around Carroll area. Um, solid club, a six or a seven, maybe Tommy. Maybe an eight. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Yeah, if, if we could just get together down in Des Moines, have some dinner, these guys would all become eights and nines. <laughs> there you go. Ranking committee would be look at things very differently if that was the case. ACGC, uh, actually, to get back to them, they, they, they're good almost every year. They're 15 and four, or, you know, they're, they're right in that, that range every year. Um, and they, they've, uh, Lance Cading is their coach and he's had kids come through there probably for the last, oh gosh, 12 years. He's always got a son playing well coached. Um, obviously they just beat Madrid. So that's a, that's a huge win for them. Um, so I would see them probably creeping up in the rankings. I don't know, um, kind of where that'll, that'll end up, but, uh, that's a, that, that was a huge win for them. Yeah, that's a good win. Uh, nice win for them. It was one. To yeah, I, I don't know a ton about it, but it definitely feels almost like they maybe are over overachieving, and like you said, that's a big part on on coach and preparation and the program in which that he's uh, built over there for them. Tony Winfield Mount Union, where are we at? There's see them sitting at ten and one. How good are they? They're okay. Um, the Southeast Iowa Super Conference is not very good, um, but their only loss this year is to a a team from Illinois that I think is number one in in Illinois's Class One A. Uh, and they played that game without their best player, uh, Cam Buffington, who's going to go play linebacker at Iowa. Um, so they've got they've got two Division One football players on their team, and Buffington and uh, Abe Edwards, who's the coach's son, Clay Edwards, uh, played at Iowa State. Um, Abram's going to go play football at Army. So they're they're just a tough physical team that kind of overwhelms teams down in that area, just physically and athletically. They'll they'll get a test here in a few weeks when they. Uh, have West Burlington come in, but before that, they're not really going to get tested. And then Marquette Catholic, I see they're sitting eleven and zero as well. Do you know anything on them? Yep, they're they brought back just about everybody from last year's team that won twenty ish games. Um, so they're experienced, really athletic. They play they play Northland here uh, in February, um, and I think those are probably the top two teams in one A right now. Uh, so that that could be number one versus number two when we get to February 2nd. Um, so look forward to that one. Yeah, that should be that should be good. Moving down the board then a little bit too. Obviously, uh, traditionally had a really good program. Dunkerton, I see them at 9-1. and one. Have you ventured up that far to see or know anything about Dunkerton? I haven't seen Dunkerton yet. Um, I'm going to see them, hopefully weather permitting, later this week when they play North Lynn. Um, they lost to... The big time players from last year's team, uh, Casey Gardner and Preston Gillespie, um, but they've got a, a junior guard named Dylan Marquart, who is shooting probably like forty eight percent from three uh, this year, and he's among the state leaders in attempts. So it's not just a small sample size. Uh, big time shooter who's who's stepped into the primary role there and thrived. Good, good deal. Um, L- Larson, you know anything on Erlo? Kevin Williamson does a really good job. They uh. 
They did get their first loss of the season this week uh, to Des Moines Christian, so they played up a bit there. Yeah, they're just, I think, I, I don't know much about their personnel. They're, they're always pretty pretty tough team, though. Um, and so I think in Central Iowa, them and Madrid are your two two teams really to keep your eye on uh, as, as we move forward in terms of people representing. And, and obviously 1A is, is a little bit varied in terms of what you consider Central Iowa. Because Doug has hit on a few of those too. Does Erlen play in that same gym still? Are they still in their old gym? Do you know, Tony or anybody or Larson? Are they still playing? Uh, I think so. Okay. So that gym is interesting. I mean, as we were talking a little bit of gyms, it's it's very much, you know, more on the, the small Cracker Jack box type of side of things. But the probably the biggest issue with it is they put the band right behind the benches. <laughs> um, and so at timeout, forget about it. I mean, you're, there's no communicating to the players. You're sitting there and the tubas are, and trombones are in sitting literally right behind your players as they're just going nuts at a timeout. It's like, all right, get just guard somebody, go back out there. It's, <laughs> it is, um, uh, it is quite the experience to, to say the least. And so that, uh, from a, from a home court advantage, they definitely have that one figured out with uh over there at Earlham. So that will be another one in 1A to to take a look at. Move off here. We got I should have done this when we we're doing 3A, but uh we obviously have our segments for each of you guys that we still got to hit hit on here tonight. And so Doug, I'm going to jump right to you right now and go 3A pick of the week. Who's cutting down the nets for you in 3A? Yeah, this is getting harder and harder cuz I really like Clear Lake. Um, and I really like Assumption from what Tony has said about it. And I like Healing too. So, um, Tommy, since you're my friend, I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with the Crusaders. Still going healing until I see something different. I actually am gonna watch try to watch Assumption on tape if I can this week, just kind of see what they got. Um and that Clear Lake Nevada game actually interests me too on Tuesday. I'm gonna see what, what they have, but I'm gonna stick with the Crusaders. Second with Crusaders right now. He doesn't want to have to owe up on another lunch to one Tommy Betts. So he's gonna he's gonna stick with that. So that's perfect. Um Tony, I want to jump to you real quick. Uh we talked about your adding another one, 107 on the gym list, but uh we also like to kind of we kind of been talking about scary teams and teams you don't want to run in the postseason. Uh your segment with us, Monogal Minute is Spending a little time to take a little bit deeper dive or look at a player that might be flying under the radar a little bit. And who do you have uh, highlighted for us this week? Yeah, so we'll go down to the southeast corner of the state this week. Uh, Jackson Clark, a sophomore, uh, 6'8", from Keokuk. He's averaging about 20 points, 13 rebounds, 3 blocks. Um, saw him play as a freshman last year when they played against Solon in the playoffs and was and came away very impressed with his just feel for the game and really good footwork for a young big kid. Uh, and he's he's advanced quite a bit in the last year. So name to keep an eye on that probably not very many people know about being tucked down in, in Keokuk, but Jackson Clark. From a facility gym-wise, Keokuk, have we talked oh, about that wow. on the pod? That's another one. that That's a nice gym. That's one of the best ones in the state. Yep. It's cool. And they got the hanging scoreboard over top and – all that stuff. It uh, I was did a basketball camp down there as well several years ago now, but was really impressed 
actually with the facilities and what they have going on down there. So good. Well, good. Before we get to the other two guys, I do want to flip over. We talked a little bit um, on the girls' side in the lead-in. Talked about well, how much fun 4A is going to be. 5A, uh, there was a lot of a lot of good games that were going on this week as you move through 5A. And uh, again, what unfortunately kind of looks like a little bit of a battle for second with the way that the, the Johnston girls continue to play and the talent and um, everything that they've shown. And so moving to 3A, uh, taking a look at this, we've talked a little bit about 3A, but um, Tommy, have you seen the Esterville Lincoln Central girls? play as well you know anything about them yes. they're sitting at 11 and 2 yeah i saw them play uh in the uh, tyson center against Helen. uh and again a game they led it for three quarters and uh i just don't think they have the depth that Helen did to kind of uh compete towards the you know through that fourth quarter but uh two really good guards and so yeah they're they're the real deal yeah that though they're one that uh they just have had they got another stokes girl on the team it feels like they've had a stokes girl on their team for a decade now and they all know how to play and so um it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do up there solon mount vernon obviously in that uh class as well 3a sitting uh, mount vernon 10 and 0 and uh solon at 10 and 1 Roland story at 11 and 0 and des moines christian at 11 and 1 um tony i know this isn't your specialty but i mentioned that you tweeted out an update on some girl scores or are you starting to show up early enough here to some of these games to where you get to watch some of the girls before uh, the lead-in, or what's the deal? Nope, just caught the last few minutes of that one. Uh, got to the gym a little too early. Oh man, I was, I was hoping he was going to start uh, showing up a little early and being able to tell me a little bit more about the Four City girls sitting at eleven and one out there. Tony, you know, it's filling me in on how good the Indians are, but. Um, yeah, as I continue to kind of go down and take a look, you know, Wallard and Harlan are also sitting there, eight and two, nine and two for Wallard. We're kind of talking a, a little bit about the floor and the ceiling with some of these classes and where some of the things are. Uh, the level of play on the girls' side is getting increasingly better as we continue to move through and, and watch some of these girls play. And so, three um, A, no differently. It'll be a lot of fun to see what happens and how things continue to come together for the girls on the 3A side. Um, moving quickly here to the 2A. Uh, Sioux Central. Tommy, you know anything about Sioux Central? I know where it's at. <laughs> you know that you also know that they're t they're 10 and 1 and 2 and 1 in their conference, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, they're, and they've got the, their uh, third best uh, ranking in uh, BC Moore. Okay. Uh, a lot of teams up there. Central Lion, look nine and one, looks solid. Yep. Uh, I'm just looking yep. down here. The, the Kemper Ladies, three and six. We'll have them Saturday. So that's. Uh, uh, you want to put lunch on that one, Doug? No, nope. He's, he's out on that one. Nope. Doesn't what's matter. The, he doesn't pay anyway, so right. he might as well. Make what's what's easy, the easy. what's the line? What's the spread on that one? What's the spread on that one, Tommy? You still got it pulled up or no? Yeah, it. the spread I'm going to guess is going to be about forty. That, that may I'll be what you that. need to. I'll take the there you go. They go lunch, lunch on the lunch, lunch on the point. Forty. Oh, that's good. Um, two A, thank you, Hartford for the girls. They're just a traditional powerhouse. They're sitting at nine and one. That's a team. Panorama's out there too at ten and zero. Uh, they're a team too that you never really want to run into. Regina, 
Um, their girls, I think we talked a little bit about them on a previous pod, but they're sitting at 10 and two. You mentioned central lion, uh, not Valley is a team that, uh, I, I know a little bit about, um, one of their, uh, players. And then I know their coach well down there, they're sitting at 10 and one. That's a team that got a two, two really nice players. And so not Valley is a team on the girls side that will be, um, Worth paying attention to, Doug. Eddiesville, Blakesburg. I got. Looks like they're sitting at ten and one. Do you know anything about their girls? If they is that someone that's played in any of your stuff? Yeah, a couple of the girls come up uh, and play summer and fall. Uh, solid players. They've, they've been good for a, quite a while now. Um, I don't know much else about them. I haven't seen them play, um, but I know they've they've been good for several years. So yeah, another one of those teams that uh, like you said, just kind of keep an eye on and see how things shake out. And then finally finishing things up in 1A, obviously Newell Fonda, North Lynn are kind of the two. Um, Bishop Garrigan sitting at 11-1 and one as well after losing their two stars. Uh, was interested to see kind of what would that would look like for the Bears is obviously four years of um, being down here at the state tournament while well, being in the, in the championship game too. And uh, they graduate the two that uh, helped lead them there and right back at sitting at 11 and one. And so that'll be interesting to see, obviously Newell Fonda. And then there they sit, Remsen St. Mary's uh, Tommy, anything on Remsen besides they just doing it again. And there's a little uh, part of the state that knows how to play basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Newell Fonda at Remsen St. Mary's and uh, they just kind of reload because I think, uh, it's, I think you see a lot of times in girls basketball, it's if, if you create a culture or a style of play, it's it's transitional you know it it travels well and uh i think those teams are perfect examples it's seems like it might be a little bit easier on the girl side to get early buy-in if you can get early buy-in you get those girls excited about girls basketball when they're fifth sixth seventh graders then basketball Mm -hmm. becomes their thing they don't get you know, pulled away from football or find out that this, you know, whatever it might be. And so, well, new uh, is going to press you all over the court and that's the way they play. And again, you might not have shooters every year. You might not have, but if you can play that style of basketball, and make layups, you're, you're going to be successful. Yeah. And they play a lot of girls too. And yeah. so you're getting minutes and experience early on. Um, and obviously you continue to get better. And like you said, keep reloading it, uh, definitely leads to success as we've seen obviously with new Fonda um for the last decade for sure so uh perfect well they'll be anxious to continue to follow the girls as they come out of break too and see what they're able to do throughout the state story time with uncle larson said he had a good one not to, not to, one not to put too much pressure on you but let's hear what uh start the crackling fire and hear the story from our one and only uncle larson I'm always, I I like to get our our listeners to like, you know, chime in with us. So, so feel free to share your stories on this. Um, I don't know if you saw earlier this week um, and I forget where it was at. There was a game that was postponed because one of the hoops, a hoop malfunction. Hoop didn't come down. Obviously this Tuesday we're looking at, it could be the first time this winter that we really have to fight the weather. So there's postponements. Due to weather, I think I have one of the most unique postponements, though. About five years ago, this was not a varsity game, but it was a, a varsity reserve game supposed to be played at Grinnell. But our assistant coach, you know, those varsity reserve coaches, that's that's tough business because you're 
you're coaching Monday, Tuesday, fr Thursday, Friday. So he got on the bus and started taking a nap. And the next thing you know, he kind of wakes up and he sees that they're at Fort Dodge or they're, they're, there's a sign for Fort Dodge. And instead of getting on I-80 to go east to Grinnell, they got on I-35 to go north because the bus driver got confused. And they were north of Ames when he woke up. So we had to cancel the game. We have one assistant coach. So I'm not going to name any names. You know, I want to because they, they sometimes listen to this. We also have one assistant coach who just meets him there. And so he was sitting there with the entire Grinnell Varsity Reserve team and all of the Grinnell coaches. Um, we canceled that night. But I'm just curious, you know, what's the best? cancellation that you've ever had i've got one but i got it it's going to take a longer time than we have <laughs> okay um yeah so but I, i'd like to share i'd like to share a little coaching certificate better than story. bus driver just going the wrong direction no yeah this one yeah no not this good not that good <laughs> <laughs> so gonna, if you have hey, any stories hey, share them with us hey we, yeah, we've we all we've all seen planes trains and automobiles you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like you reference that movie almost every pod. I mean, I love it. That's, that's so good. You, hey, you wanted to jump in. What was you? It sounded like you had something. You have something to add to that, Tommy? Gosh, what? Now I'm getting amnesia. Now I can't remember what it was. How many times do you think teams have shown up with the wrong uniforms? Where oh. I mean, I'll bet that's happened quite a bit. Yeah. Where yeah. the home team has to switch and. So I got a good, I'll go off that. Cause if we got a really good, I got a good story. Actually, my, I think it was my senior year. I think it was my senior year. We were playing at Humboldt and we were up watching the girls game and get down and walk down and get in the locker rooms. And I get down in there and our manager is gone and put up, they always bring our jerseys and had them hanging up and ready to go for us. And we get down there and they have, he has all of our home jerseys hanging up all the way around the locker room. I'm like, that's great, but where are the other jerseys? I was the first one in there. I'm like, that's great, but where are the other ones? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you brought the home jerseys. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like just freaking out. And we're like, okay. Best part of the story was Humble just got new home jerseys. It was debut the new home jerseys night. <laughs> nice. And, Not anymore. And we said, ah, you better go in and grab those blue ones because we brought the white with us. And so on their debut of their new home jerseys, they had to go put their put their road <laughs> their road jerseys on. So that was that was kind of funny. That was a interesting situation to say the least. So Tommy, did you think of it? Uh, well, yeah, it was when when yeah, when Chris was saying that uh he one of the games the hoop was stuck up high. I was wondering if that was the Ames game that uh that was like a twenty nine point game last week. Maybe maybe that's the reason they didn't score any points. Well, that's a low blow there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It might have yeah. been. You never know. So all right, well perfect segue because we got to get to your shout out, Tom. What do you got well, for for your shout out for well, us? Well, this is a shout out, and I don't know if you guys have seen this uh little article creeping across the internet. But Ross Dauma, former Waukee coach, uh, former head coach at Dort, uh, had an article published in a uh, publication that said, why we pulled our kids from AAU sports. I don't, has anyone seen this? 
No, yeah, I read. I read most of it. I saw you posted that. Um, yeah. I read most yeah. of it. So I'll I'll give my take after you share a little yeah. bit about it. Um, and it's it it's a it's a pretty good article. Uh, and again, it's I don't necessarily I don't think he's putting down AAU sports, but where's the balance in it in life? You know, where are our priorities? Uh, it was a really good uh, gutsy article for, a, a, I think, a guy that's been in lo- involved with basketball and sports his whole life as a coach and an AD uh, and just says, you know, um, you know, where where is the, uh, you know, when, when you, we evaluate all these things in our family, wh- how does this uh, really fit into everything that, you know, because, again, we start sometimes you can start start these kids in first, second, third grade and. They take over your family. They've, you know, financially, it's a stress. It's there's so many things it can affect. And so it was a very good article. Uh, I think it's a great article just for discussion. Uh, it uh, maybe we throw it out on and uh, tie it into our uh, our little Twitter link. And I'd love to I'd love to hear just some people to banter back and forth after reading the article what people think. But it it, it had a lot of great points, and uh, it certainly wasn't putting down, you know, that AAU is just bad, but at what point do you, does it start affecting your family and, you know, and it just kind of overtaking things. So it was a very interesting article. Yeah, it was. I, I would agree. I mean, I, it feels like it was a large part of probably much of the communication that most parents have in the kitchen when they're talking about their mm-hmm. second grader and third grader and, you know, like what, like in us included on that, it's like, okay, like we're, Where's the balance between, you know, activities and what activities? I think the biggest thing for me with that is just like the specialization side of things. Yeah. Um, and being like feeling like you have to go so heavy in one or otherwise you feel like you're behind type of deal where, you know, I want kids to be active and doing stuff, but I would much rather, you know, my kids playing four sports and learning different motor skills and figuring out later on down the road what what the passion becomes on it. And I think that probably my, the biggest takeaway from that article specifically that I had was he had mentioned the lack of competitiveness that kids have yeah. Um, yeah. and talked about how, you know, going and playing four games every weekend, every month, every, the, every day, every day of the weekend. Yeah. And you just know, it, how we gamify everything and we do everything becomes a game that now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm going to. I'm going to lose or I'm going to win four more games tomorrow, you know, and you kind of lose, you kind of get numb to it a little bit on yeah. both sides, the winning, you right. kind of get numb to how great it is to win and you kind of get numb to losing. And I thought that was an interesting point that he brought up. And, and the burnout that can happen. And, you know, obviously how much money does a family invest in this, you know, to get to, like you said, to, to play small college sports and receive 3000 bucks a year to play that sport. You know, it's uh Anyway, it was just it was. I thought it was a uh, a really good article that uh, was put out with a lot of a lot of good discussion points. Yeah, no, I I agree that uh, that was good. So, anything else, Tommy? Any other shout out? That was the one, right? Hey, well, Jim the... Jim Jim Ekoff. How about Jim Ekoff? He was the John Wooden Award John Wooden Award winner this year for uh, Legacy Coach. So, how, big shout out to Jim from Western Christian. Good, nice. That's a good one. All right, fellas, anything else that we have not touched on on this uh, roundabout way? Anything that we left off the table that you guys can think of? You know, I'll give a quick shout out. Um, and, and Lars, you've been through this with your daughter. 
uh, Sophie Reynolds, she tore her ACL May 31st of this year, this summer. Actually, it's the first day of Top 64, the first five minutes of the first game. I felt awful for her. She actually just came back, started on Friday night versus Pella Christian. So about six months later, um, she's back and playing, starting. Great player. She actually was all-conference last year. So shout-out to Sophie and the hard work she put into it. Um, uh, it's pretty cool to see. Awesome. That is cool. That's fun. Good for her. So, well, that's it. We'll uh, get out of here for another week. Good luck to all those teams. Hopefully this weather stays out of the way and we can play some basketball this week so we have even more fun things to talk about next week. It's the Hoop Troop. As always, shoot or shoot.